This is Women Authors of Achievement podcast, episode 59, with guest Jenny Baum-Minkus. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Daria Savorova, and welcome to today's episode. Jenny Baum-Minkus quit her corporate job not knowing what's next. She found her way into the startup scene after realizing how harmful nail polishes can be for people. After a couple of months of deep research, she found Gitti, a conscious beauty brand with a mission to offer products that are good for people, the planet and society. Today we'll learn how to build courage while listening to one's own gut feeling, how to make an impact in the beauty market and ensure gradual evolution of your brand. Hey, and don't forget to share this episode with your friends, family and colleagues. In 2022, we were ranked in the top 5% of most shared podcasts globally, so help us reach the top 1% in 2023. In the meantime, enjoy today's conversation with Jenny. Welcome to the studio, Jenny. What a pleasure it is to welcome you here today in the heart of Kreuzberg, Berlin. And I notice you have a beautiful nail polish today, of course, and I appreciate that. It definitely makes this studio, you know, give it a bit of color. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm very much looking forward to our session today. Uh, me too, me too. And thank you for bringing this lovely product also here, which is a skin refining exfoliator. I am curious to try it out. I will let you know. I, I tried some of the products already and I always love it, how it works for me. So I'm curious about this one. Jenny, uh, did you ever actually think you will be entrepreneur one day? Because I was looking back and exploring a little bit your story and actually you had a very classical corporate career. You worked in Henkel, you worked in Coca-Cola. You also trained as a yoga teacher. So there was also the spiritual part, right? But did you ever think that you are you know, you were born to be a founder? Definitely not. <laughs> no, actually, I never thought that I would be one day an entrepreneur. I never thought that I would launch uh, my own products, that I would build my own company, that I would internationalize, that one day there would be Gitty products on the shelves, uh, which are actually named after my mother. No, uh, I never actually had this in mind. Uh, this just actually happened. Uh, yeah, following my gut uh, feeling, following my intuition. Speaking about that gut feeling, I also have this quote from you where you were saying your courage was actually came from the gut feeling and listening to yourself. Um, so where does that come from? Yeah, I mean, um, I think my mom is definitely the one person who influenced me um, the most. Uh, she's um, a very intuitive person. I think she would not call herself spiritual, but um, I think I would so. <laughs> Probably she has helped me to really listen to my intuition. But also I think, um, I mean, I was working for Coca-Cola. I had a wonderful job. I was uh, in charge of women in leadership programs, actually for pan-European countries. A wonderful topic, working with so many inspiring uh, women leaders. Um, but um, there was this day when I just felt like I'm not... Um, passionate from head to toe anymore. I mean, mm. if you know me uh, personally, we just met uh, today <laughs> for the first time. I'm really a person who needs to be 100% passionate about what I'm doing, like literally from head to toe. And there was this day where I just felt like, okay, I'm not so excited or even ignited anymore about the, the actual job. And um, I'm also a person who's 
very much led, as I said, by my gut feeling. So I really decided from one day to another, I just quit my job without having any uh, thing in mind what I what I can do next or what I should do next. I mean, I think that's probably one of my strengths, really listening to my own inner voice. But at the same time, of course, it goes hand in hand with a lot of risk, right? When you just quit your job, you don't know what's happening next. But I'm always uh, very flexible, I think, in terms of my lifestyle. Uh, I can really adapt. I mean, that during that time, I needed to adapt my personal lifestyle because when you decide you quit your job, you don't have so much money anymore as you have before. But I always feel like life is about living. It's a journey. And the most exciting things always happened when I was just very open for my next step. That's exciting. I mean, that there's a saying somewhere that if you want to open a new door in your life, you have to close the previous one. Yeah. And a lot of people like trying to keep the other one open and, <laughs> and hoping to see something and then change the ships. Yeah. But sometimes it has to be like full stop with yeah. something. Yeah. You kind of invite that new destiny. Yeah, into I'm your black life. and white. I'm black and there was one person <laughs> once who said to me, Jen, you need to be a bit more grayish, but I'm definitely not. I mean, I think I also sometimes tried because I, as I said, there's a lot of risk uh, that goes hand in hand. But I think that's just who I am. I think, mm. um, yeah, I definitely close one door before I open the next one. And here you are revolutionizing the beauty <laughs> industry, right? But yeah. tell me, why did you feel that you were the person who needed to come up with a solution that is innovative, natural, vegan and clean in the beauty industry? And also, why did you start with the nail polish? Yeah, I mean, actually, I I, um, I did not have this in mind, right? I, so I quit my job. It was um, December 2018. And uh, the last role was, um, I w it was for Coca-Cola. I was traveling to London a lot of times. And then I was back in Berlin. And I was invited to a dinner. And of course, everybody was uh, quite curious. Hey, Jenny, why did you quit your job? What What's happening next? And I had this super interesting conversation with one women during that dinner and um, because uh, later that evening she asked me hey Jen what would you do if you weren't afraid now so as mm -hmm. your next step uh, I think it's a big question right that, those are uh, perfect for the dinner conversation right? we had a lot of uh, not a couple of wine glasses a little bit more actually <laughs> but uh, yeah I'm, I mean wonderful question but actually the first thing that came into my mind was um, glitter nail polish and wow. uh, just imagine you're sitting there with people. I mean, we discussed big environmental, political questions, like also a little bit heavy stuff. And this, but this was literally my first thought. Specifically glitter. Glitter. I, I never wore glitter nail polish before. Uh, I, I was always in, um, into, into nail polish, but never glitter nail polish. But this was literally my first thought. Of course, I was completely embarrassed. I didn't say anything because I was like, that's completely stupid. I can't say this, right? But still, I love this question. I said to her, hey, listen, cool question. I need to think about it. I went home um, that night with my husband, couldn't sleep. And at 4 a.m. in the morning, I grabbed my MacBook, went to the kitchen and started researching for the first time in my life about nail polish. And since that night, I'm just hooked. I found out how toxic conventional nail polish could still be, cancer causing, affecting the hormonal system, oh, wow. how quickly the body absorbs. Actually, the ingredients like just two hours after applying nail polish once, you can measure specific toxic ingredients in your body. No way. Unbelievable. Yeah, is so, this um, information is like widely available? It's definitely out there. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, there are also cigarettes out there, right? You can smoke. And so I think that's, yeah goes in hand in hand with all this uh, change currently happening, I think, in the beauty industry. But long story short, um, I researched like 
I can really be a nerd if I'm uh, uh, passionate about something. So I actually read all beauty patterns in the European uh, Union, just wanted to understand how beauty products it developed and, and how does actually a formula works like, uh, what, what specific ingredients have an impact on the body, on the mm -hmm. environment. So I got, I got really excited about it, but still had not in mind to develop a product. It was just then that uh, during a coffee date, uh, um, a person said to me, yeah, now, Jenny, you did all this tremendous research and it seems like you're kind of a geek, right? A nerd in this, <laughs> in this area. Why are you not developing your own product? And that was actually the first time I was like, yeah, why not? And then a year later, I was launching the first uh, collection out of my living room. And I was reading it was like sold out in two hours. Uh, yeah, in less wow. than two hours, the whole collection <laughs> was sold out. Actually, the whole stock was planned for nine months. Uh, and it was just like this immediate success. I actually didn't really plan how to ship the products. So the last four days, all my friends, my husband, they uh, had to come in and help me to pack the products and ship them because I was just not prepared for that. Mm -hmm. But this is how the whole journey started um, in spring. So tell me with, with the... I mean, with the formula creation and the production, did you have a team in place? Like how, where, where did you start actually putting your research and knowledge into the beautiful packaging and the actual nail polish creation process? Yeah. During that time, I did not have uh, a team in place. I think I was just um, obsessed. I mean, it was, it literally was doing step by step because I, I'm not a beauty expert, right? I, I don't have any chemical background. So I really needed to understand how the beauty industry works. I needed to find a laboratory which is developing the formula. And somehow one thing led to the other. So the first ex um, samples that I received at home, I mean, it was horrible, right? The nail polish didn't stick on the nails because the first product that we launched was a nail pol polish based on water, which sounds very easy as a concept. But right, it's 50% water based, there, right? Exactly, exactly. But it's very, um, it's a very technical product because just think about if you put pigments like um, color pigments in water, it's it's not easy that they are dissolving with the water and that a water product stays on the nails. So very tricky, very technical. But uh, somehow, yeah, we, we managed uh, uh, to do this. But it was really that. Also, one lead led to another. The first laboratory, we couldn't solve it. Then somehow I read a paper about another chemist. I contacted this person. So That's crazy. So you basically just on a daily basis, day and night, checking laboratories, reaching out to people, checking the formulas, evaluating it. Literally wow. day and night, even on the day on my wedding, I got up at 4 a.m. in the morning and I was doing a lot of stuff that I needed to finish. I mean, I, I didn't go on holiday. I canceled holidays with my husband. We are still together. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it was literally, I was so obsessed. And, and this refers to this, um, what I said earlier. I'm really a person, if I'm doing something, I'm thousand percent convinced but it was so much time and yeah one one day actually we we i think we we find a way of doing it and mm -hmm. yeah since then it's actually just one step after the other i mean luckily today with this broad portfolio because nowadays we don't just have uh, nail polish um, right. there's many more products there's uh, makeup products skincare products hand care products nail care products so we really developed an own portfolio and i think what's really unique about Giti is that we are developing the products in-house. So they are developed with our team here in Berlin wow. uh, and then produced in Europe. That's, That's fascinating. That's really nice. And in this process at the beginning, with being so like 1000% involved in this, you also have the spiritual part, right? 
Did that help you balance out and not to run into a situation of a burnout? Did you still have some kind of hacks how to stay balanced, right, in that process? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, you can actually work 16 to 18 hours when it's still giving you energy. And I would lie if I would say, you know, it was really balanced time, right? I think even nowadays I have days which are very, very long. But I think the difference is that my job gives me energy. I just uh, got my first daughter three months ago and I quite um, fast went back to work after after seven weeks. And some people are asking me, okay, how do you handle this? But I think it's because I get energy from my work doing from this. from doing this. And I think, of course, what helped me a lot, I mean, um, the yoga teacher training, and I'm also very much into Reiki, energy healing. Uh, what is Reiki, it, energy it's, healing? It's a process which helps you to um, remain a very good energy flow in your body, because if you are sick or something, it could be that also, you know, energy is being blocked. And for me personally, it's just a way of very deep relaxation, understanding or where I'm maybe blocked, where I need to focus on. And it just helps me to really also connect uh, to my body and to my inner but voice. But that's nice. That means that you find time for that. Yes. For those sessions yeah. as I well. mean, I, I mean, I think you don't find time for it. You need to secure time for that. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm also a person I'm, I need to do sports. So every day, I have at least 45 minutes for sports. And uh, that means sometimes that I get up quite early in the morning, mm -hmm. but I do make sure that I have time to move my body. It's just for me as a person, very important. Um, and I think it's, um, there is never extra time in the day, but I think you need to make sure for own self-care and responsibility that you secure a spot for yourself. I'm just a better person. I'm, I'm a better leader. I'm a better product developer. I'm better mom, better friend, um, if I just also take care of myself. 100%. And what is your personal relationship with natural cosmetics before you founded Gitty? Were you already involved into that using some skin products or maybe like your upbringing influenced you into how you use and take care of yourself i mean you're sitting right now in front of me quite glowing <laughs> looking gorgeous <laughs> thank you uh it was quite a short night but uh no um and honestly uh, before founding gitty i think i was already very much uh, aware of what i'm eating but i wasn't so aware about natural cosmetics i think it started with the journey of gitty i was always very much Obsessed is the wrong word, but what what I liked a lot is creating my own cosmetic products. So like peelings, masks. Uh, I think I was doing this since I mean probably that I was fourteen or fifteen years old. You know, creating the the specific mask or peeling at home. But I think the journey with Gitty really helped me to understand how ingredients are working, how beauty products are working, and also understanding that there are actually so many products on the market which are really not good for your body and made me aware of that actually our skin is the largest organ that we have. Mm. It's unbelievable, right? And sometimes we are not really treating this in the way that we should do because unfortunately the environment, especially if you're living in a city like Berlin, there are so many free radicals out there in the air and then sometimes you see it, especially with skin concerns, but there's really a way of taking care of yourself and also of your skin. So, And yeah. you mentioned that there's some products, some things are really bad. What Do you have an example? Yeah, I mean, if I just let's take an example about nail polish, right? Um, so unfortunately, back in the days, I mean, nail polish actually just came out of the car industry. It was initially like okay. car paint. That so doesn't sound this glamorous. Is, <laughs> this is how everything started. And 
Of course, the idea is that a nail polish holds quite long on the nails, but unfortunately, exactly these ingredients in conventional nail polish uh, back in the days could really cause um, health issues like, as I said, cancer causing, affecting the hormonal system. There was actually a research being made in the US, like from the women who are working or men who are working in the nail salons, and they are exposed to all these ingredients throughout the whole day, they are really suffering from serious health issues like um, they could seem like cancer rising, especially in this wow. type of work. And um, I mean, April should be fun, right? It's just about colors. It's somehow expressing your mood, your personality. And luckily now, there's a whole shift starting happening in the industry. So a lot more research and development on natural ingredients, which can really have the same performance in, mm -hmm. in terms of nail polish lastingness on the nails, but are actually based on, on natural ingredients. But um, I think sometimes, you know, this very big corporate organizations, of course, they have a lot of topics that they need to tackle. And I think for us, it was like being Gitty, we are, even, I mean, uh, now a bigger team, but in, uh, in comparison to such a corporate, it's quite, quite mm -hmm. small. And for us, we, we are really obsessed, right, of getting it right. Um, so that's um, important. And, 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 and also, I was curious because I think not just product wise that you're expanding your product line, but also the brand has been evolving. It has a certain evolution since it's launched. Maybe you can also like reflect on this a bit with me because I noticed that you're featuring also men in your advertisement. You became more inclusive. What has been also evolution of Gitti as a brand since it's launched? the current state and maybe where you're heading? Yeah, I mean, since the very early days, I was always thinking about, okay, you know, there's the product and there's also the brand and the brand Gitti should stand for replacing toxic standards in the beauty industry. And one part is the product, but also, of course, there's a lot of toxic standards in just the way how we perceive what is actually beauty. So um, actually it was... I think already our second launch where we started to work with a lot of community members and reflecting really different types of personalities. We have been showing not only nail polish on men, uh, which I, I still believe should just be normal. I mean, my husband loves wearing nail polish, but unfortunately I was realized it's, it's not that normal that, uh, yeah, men, men can do that. It's just recently, I think the last couple of years that we see men being featured actually yeah. in advertisement wearing yeah. nail polish. It's also became a trend, but I think the last three years on more like a mass scale. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, when we are running uh, content with men wearing nail polish, we still get comments from people that saying, this is disgusting. Why can you show that? This is not man-like. I mean, what is man-like? Yeah. Uh, so I really feel like Gitty is a brand which takes a stand in real diverse beauty. But also, I mean, for us, we have been showing hands where a person unfortunately uh, lost her finger and normally probably in a, in a very classic approach mm. of advertising, you wouldn't see that, right? But for us, beauty is really about realness. It's just about who we all are and really embracing who we really are. So I think that's really important for us. And I hope that the brand nowadays is also reflecting this visually. That's beautiful. How do you think this will evolve next year? For us, the next step is Gitty goes global. Uh, we had so many requests 
not only within Europe, but also in other countries outside of Europe. And that means for us, uh, internationalization and really become a global brand, which stands for a very diverse man mindset, but also bringing natural beauty products developed in Berlin into the world. And I think that's super exciting, especially if we talk about uh, countries in this world where They are so far off, right, from this, what we probably already seen in Berlin, right? Berlin kind of is an, for me, always an ecosystem where I sometimes feel like, yes, I am a bubble because I feel like that's normal here, right? That we talk about these topics, but we really want to bring this whole Gitty vibe into the world, which is really nice and exciting. We have to go into all corners of the world, yes, right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, but tell me about also your experience actually in the Lions Den. I think that was a couple of years ago, if I am two years ago, two years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, and you were labeled as a founder's dream. Why do you think that was the case? What happened there at Lions Den that you made such a buzz and everyone was talking about it? Yeah. Wow. Actually, I never asked this question. Maybe I should have asked this question why they think it's a f I'm a founder stream. I mean, that was, I never, never expected uh, this reaction, right? I think it was for the first time since the show was founded or broadcasted for the first time that all the lines wanted to invest in one company, which was Gitty. I was prepared for everything, but not for this. So, um, so you totally nailed the pitch. Yeah, I mean... I thought actually when I was finished with the pitch and the question started or the question section that, you know, now it's time for the really tough questions and then you get a no or somebody said, yeah, well, what do you think? Why can you be here? Whatsoever. But then everybody was really, really excited about what we are doing. And yes, probably it just shows that we have probably kind of found a spot which is actually really important right i mean all of us are using beauty products every day just count the products that you already had in your hand this morning and just think about the impact that a company as gitty can do when you change the ingredients replacing them for clean ingredients natural mm -hmm. ingredients and we are always also working on very innovative ways of sustainable packaging just think about how much plastic packaging you probably and all this you communicated during that pitch, right? So you basically showed the scalability and the impact of the product. Yeah, I mean, at this time, it was just about the nail polish. Right. We, we did not have any other products uh, back then. But yes. But also your characteristic as a founder, what stands out? What feedback have you been receiving that people say, well, this is really makes you a dream entrepreneur? I think it's about the passion that I have, because mm. I think there are a lot of things where I know I'm quite good at, but there are also equally enough topics where I know that's definitely not my strengths. But I think what's very important, at least from my perspective, is that a founder is really passionate about the bigger vision because there are so many setbacks. I mean, literally every day there is something which you feel like, oh, why did this happen? And I think what helps you go through it and also maintain, as you said earlier, like really health and a very healthy mindset is, at least from my perspective, you know, the passion and the energy that you get out of solving this problem. It because, overrules all the, yeah, kind of the bad things, yes, right? Because at least from my perspective, founding a company is not an easy path, right? It's really, it's a time where you need to be able to really focus on your bigger goal, You need to prioritize. You need to work with a lot of 
challenges, sometimes even major problems that you're facing, but you still need to have this passion or energy to overcome, to see the bigger point, what you really want to do at the end. And right. In being so passionate and dedicated, and I think so loyal to the mission that you're after, did you still nonetheless receive or hear many no's or people denying the or people saying just having naysayers around you? Was that something, an experience that you had in your founder journey? Yes, absolutely. I mean, at the beginning, everybody was questioning, you want to develop a nail polish? I mean, are you serious? Literally, everybody was questioning about what I'm doing, except my husband and my mom. I think these were literally the only two person since the early days who always believed in what I want to do. And a mom, that's interesting because usually parents might say like, oh, this is a bit uh, risky. Maybe you want to go back to secure job. So that's yeah. exciting that she was. Yeah, but I think we have a very strong connection and she could feel right, what, I was, what I was feeling. Yes. Yeah. That's exciting. That's also kind of the product is uh, is dedicated, right, to her, yes. uh, which is, I was reading her name is Brigitte. Brigitte, so, yeah. Brigitte, yeah. so Gitti uh, comes yeah. from that name. Yeah, exactly. Was she flattered? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I told her, I think she cried, <laughs> but I think she never expected that there would be so many millions of Gitti products in the world. So wow. I think, <laughs> yeah. That's very yeah. special. And I mean, looking back at your entrepreneurial journey and path, would you encourage other founders to start something completely new to what they've been working on or their focus discipline? Would you recommend doing taking such risk? Yeah, I mean, I always say out of my perspective, if your inner calling is being an entrepreneur, launching a product, a service, starting your company, an agency, whatever, then go for it. If you feel like, you know, it's an external factor is driving this decision, not you internally, then I would question that because it's, I mean, it's a very, very challenging time, right? Um, it's not easy, as I said before, but I think if it's really your inner voice telling you this is the right thing to do, then go for it. Yeah. I'm always a bit suspected if, if somebody tells me, yeah, I don't know, I should take over the business of my parents because that's expectation or mm. I want to start my company because I want to make a lot of money. Then I'm like, hmm. I mean, of course, you can still do that, but I'm, I'm not so convinced that at the end this will lead to also personal uh, happiness um, mm. because I think you really need to find what makes you truly happy as a, as a person. 100%. And anything else that the person needs to be prepared for? Really get a strong network and partners um, onto your side, because if you really want to revolutionize an industry or launch a specific product, you can never do it alone. You really need to have strong partners who believe in you and also who have the same mindset of, yeah, actually, there are not really challenges uh, or problems uh, out there. There's, it's rather a challenge and that's a lot of fun working on, on challenges. So. Yeah, I think that would be my that's, that's really good. And and networking part is, is very important, I would assume, especially I think women sometimes don't take networking as serious as men oftentimes, right? And it we can leverage it a lot because you get all that support, as you said, partners, supporters, community that yeah. build and they become your ambassadors, right, of what you're building. Yes, Yes, absolutely. I mean, for me, it was always helpful to kind of split the time. So there is a time where I feel like, okay, I, I need to really also 
work on my network because it's time that you give to your network. But there's also time where I say, okay, now I really need to focus on getting my own shit done, right? Uh, you can't do both at the same time. And sometimes it really helps me to plan this. So there's a time, you know, when I meet a lot of people and, and create connections. And it's also about giving something, right? It's not just asking, okay, mm. can you help me? It's also about, how, okay, how can I help you? But then I also really need quiet time for myself to really make sure I get my topics done. Yeah. I love it. It's the second time you talk about like securing and being thoughtful of the time, you know, whether it's for yourself to be a better person, because if you feel good, if you have your 45 minutes of sports, you're a better leader, partner, and a friend. Same here. You know, it's important to connect with people. You secure time for that, but also for actually more like a deep thinking, planning and strategy yeah. work. All of it basically in your own hands yes. to secure and be conscious about that dedicated time for each of those sections because all of them together, they make the impact. But if you start singling things out, it might not create the impact that you're willing to have when you're building something. Absolutely. Because I mean, so many people are sometimes telling me, yeah, I don't have time for this. How do you do this? Or uh, I would love to, but I don't have time. You are the creator of your own life. And even sometimes if you don't want to know that this is the truth. Yeah. I mean, you decide where you spend your time on. I um, mean, it's probably so easy to browse through Instagram. I mean, I can easily spend uh, 20 minutes just browsing through my feed, but sometimes I also need this, just, uh, you know, <laughs> doing this. But I think it's very important that all of us are aware that we are actually the, really the creator of what we are doing. I like that. That's like an important, I think, thought that to always remind oneself Actually, we're coming to in to the end of our conversation, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but there's also a question that I always ask at the end, which is about women author of achievement. And Jenny, I almost feel like I know the <laughs> yeah, answer. Yeah, probably, yes. <laughs> but who is your woman author of achievement? I mean, definitely my mother. I mean, uh, I could cry when I think about her. She's, she's a person who's always positive. Everything what she's doing in life, she always has this positive attitude about doing things and I mean she literally she does not see a problem she always sees an opportunity and if it's just about learning it's so incredible if you I realize nowadays that I had a lot of coaches mentors really very expensive uh, business coaches but she kind of embedded this thinking that there's always a way And always a solution for yourself. And even if you're in a situation where you feel you are stuck or something did go wrong, it's for your own learning experience. And I mean, I'm so thankful that I was raised by this superpower woman. And I just hope that I can give some of this mentality and spirit now to my own daughter. Yeah, it's definitely yeah my mom. That's beautiful. <laughs> and I notice how much on the podcast mother being mentioned. And I think there's just definitely a special place in that mothers have in our hearts, but also how society needs to recognize because a lot of this work is usually not something you can easily track. It's not the easy result of a weak work, right? Yeah. It's those things that mothers do that are untrackable, they're unimaginable, they are absolutely outside of any work yes. scope you can think of, but it's so integral Many of the guests mention their moms and I always just thankful and grateful for that transparency and that they give the they highlight their moms. 
Jenny, thank you so much for today's conversation. Really grateful for, I mean, speaking of passion, today being busy and maybe not having a longer sleep, you brought the energy and passion to the studio. I feel energized. I feel super <laughs> excited. Actually, I feel hearing you, I realize how passionate about this podcast and how passionate I am about doing this. And many people also sometimes ask, you know, those are long days you're having. Maybe this is, you should find more time for yourself. But I'm like, well, I'm crazy about it. I love it. Yeah. I love sharing those stories and having those conversations here. So thank you for kind of this <laughs> exchange of energy and emotions. I'm actually very <laughs> grateful for that and uh, wishing you a wonderful, wonderful day and uh, speak to you soon. Same for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We're always excited to read them. If you want to interact with us, the guests or the podcast listeners, then head over to our Instagram page at waa.berlin. And while you're there, make sure to check our webshop. Thank you again for listening. And we're looking forward to being back soon.